Security clearance level three or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, my name is Mike Lunsford. Uh, alongside me this evening uh, for, I would say, just kind of just talking news and other various things. Uh, I've got uh, the co-founder and co-host of GGR Pirate Radio. His name is Steve Monick. Another late night at the diner. Yes, sir. Uh, we've also got a uh, GGR contributor and host of The Overflow. His name is MC Brooks. Round three, fight. And we also have uh, the very talented uh, hip-hop artist. His name is C. Gats. Yo. So, guys, it's been an, an interesting week, um, to say the least. Uh, especially if you live in Virginia. And... <laughs> It seems, the reason I'm laughing, if you guys haven't heard, I'm sure you have, um, I, I don't know what our politicians in Virginia are up to. I don't know what their deal is, but apparently in the 70s and 80s, it was cool for every white guy to dress in blackface. And you would think that it would have just been like one person, where it was like, oh, this one guy did it. Oh, well, let's get him out of office. Well, let's find his backup. Um, turns out the backup has a sexual assault history. Um that's pretty nasty. Uh, okay, all right, so let's go to the third in command. What about the third in command? What kind of history does he have? Well, it turns out he was in blackface, too. Are you serious? All right, so let's go to let's go to a guy that's a different party. I'm sure the person from the other party wouldn't have any history like that, too. Hey, number four in command, what about you? What's your history? Yeah, I totally did blackface, too. And, like, I, I, I can't even fathom how this happened. Like, how... Like how do, <laughs> Like, it's not funny, but it is funny because it's so ridiculous. Like, how the hell did this happen? How did, how do you have the, the the top four people in charge of a state? Every single one of them has something horrible that is essentially like a, a, a non-starter when it comes to whether or not they should be in politics that's on their record. And we're just now finding out about it. Like, it, it just, it blows my mind. And like... I even made a meme. I took that Thor picture from Thor Ragnarok where he's talking to Banner and he's making that face like the, is it though? Like I, I, I have Banner saying, well, there has to be um, at least one politician in the state of Virginia that doesn't have a checkered past with racial injustice or sexual assault history or dressing in blackface. And Thor's response is, uh, uh, do they though? Because I don't think they do. Like, h- how the hell did this happen? Well... They are Southern politicians, so. <laughs> I just, I, I, I figured Virginia was, we're not really, we're the South, but we're not really, you know? Like, but I guess we are. I guess we're just as, we're, I guess we're the South, and that makes me sad. Like, it's... <laughs> Yeah, well, I was, well, yeah, I mean, it's a tale of two Virginias, because there's yeah. Nova, which is like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. And then there's, mm, let's say, south of Fredericksburg. Nah, Fredericksburg's. I was nah, gonna say no, nah. no, nah, nah. <laughs> no. Fredericksburg's nah. in the rest of the part. We're not yeah. Northern Virginia. We're not progressive. Let's be honest, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't tell you the many times I have passed by Confederate flags. There's a big uh, giant one on driving, 95. I, like, yeah, yep. when, dri- when when driving down 
to do radio. <laughs> they they don't even they don't even hide it. They're like, well, you know what? You're not in Staff. You're in Stafford County now. Woo! I had to see that thing every day driving to work when oh. I was working down there. Oh, oh my, my goodness! It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Steve, give us some outsider perspective on this, man. As somebody who does not live in the state of Virginia, how bad is this really? Like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting because that's a problem that. I don't think would ever, ever happen here. But then we'd have some other kind of nonsense, of course. But, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird that you have so many successive politicians in a row running into that kind of problem. But then, like you guys said, it's like, well, it's kind of not surprising based on the, the geography sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and, like, here's the thing, is we've all... We always joke about this, right? That that Florida is the cra- like Florida man. Like we've all we've all heard the joke about that, right? And I made a joke about this on social media too, and I'm gonna reuse my own damn joke because it was funny. Um, but like here in Virginia, we're like, oh my god, things couldn't get any worse. You know, we're, it's so embarrassing. We're the worst state in the union right now. Like nothing bas- possibly could make us look worse politically. And then Florida was like, no, nobody out crazies Florida. And let me read the th- let me read the article title here. A Florida politician allegedly made a habit of licking men's faces. <laughs> sure, yeah, no, that's that's a thing you do. Nobody, it, it, that's not weird. That's not weird at all, Mike. That's a normal thing that people do. You voted yeah. for me. Here's your lick. Uh, like, just like. <laughs> like what I the, mean, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Ultimate form of gratitude, right there. <laughs> I appreciate your service to the community. Like, <laughs> Oh man! It, like what the it, hell, dude? It, it literally seems like every uh, official in the Virginia government is recreating that "I'm Spartacus" scene, except it's "I wore blackface." <laughs> I wore blackface. No, I wore blackface. I wore blackface. <laughs> <laughs> like a racist Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> you wear blackface. You wear blackface. Everybody wears blackface. And mean, meanwhile, we've got Danica Rome, who I interviewed, uh, who won the delegate seat for the Manassas area, who is the first transgender um, politician to be elected to office in the state of Virginia, awesome. like across the country. And like, I can just imagine her right now, just like shaking her head, being like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Like, go ahead, put me, go ahead and put me in power because I've never been in blackface. But they're like, "Oh, wait, you're transgender? Yeah, we're not ready for that yet because we're not even ready to stop doing blackface <laughs> here in Virginia." Like, it's, oh man, I really thought we were progressive, dude. I thought Virginia had this under control. I thought we had a lock on it, and it turns out we are not even ready for this. Like, it's hey. like. And, and you know what? It, it, it gets worse because yeah. there was a picture that came out earlier. Yeah. Um, I think from one from one of these yearbooks that actually shows a mock lynching. Oh my oh, god! Oh Jesus! Oh my god! What? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to see if I can find it because I saw it. Who, I saw it earlier. Who thought this was a good idea? Like nobody stopped them, and nobody was like, "Guys, maybe we shouldn't do this." They're like, "No, no, it'll be funny." Like it's. Well, we're talking about a part of the country where they used to take pictures of lynchings and put them on postcards. So, God, not to get too dark, but I, I hear you, Steve. I know why you left Virginia now, man. I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it came down. And I'm like, this place seems pretty. Aw- oh, what's this now? <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, listen, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm just reading over this article about the lady yeah. who licked people in Florida, though. It says. 
It, it says, it was supposed to be a fun, lighthearted alternative to typical government meetings, and one befitting a laid-back beach town. The City Commission of Madeira Beach, Florida, a coastal community of nearly 4,500, situated on a barrier island facing the Gulf of Mexico, had decided to hold a special outdoor meeting during the King of the Beach Fishing Tournament. But things quickly got out of hand at the meeting, according to a report. By her own admission, Nancy Oakley, a city commissioner, had done some drinking at the fishing competition. <laughs> She, oh my goodness. She she spotted Shane Crawford, the city manager at the time, and Cheryl McGrady, his executive assistant. The two would later marry, but were in a relationship with other people at the time. Oakley suspected them of having an affair. <laughs> Using expletives, she demanded McGrady, who was supposed to be acting as deputy city clerk and taking minutes, be removed. Then, after the otherwise low-key meeting concluded, Oakley walked up to Crawford again. She allegedly licked his neck and the side of his face, slowly working her way <laughs> from his Adam's apple and groped him by grabbing his crotch and buttocks. Wow. That was very descriptive. That is... Yeah. <laughs> bravo. Bravo, Florida. like one of those sleazy novels with Fabio on the front. <laughs> Bravo, Florida. Like, <laughs> like I said, Florida's like nobody out crazies. Florida, nobody, nobody. Not at all. Oh man, Ugh. let's let's move on to another story for crying out loud. Like, yeah, yeah. One without crotch grabbing, preferably. Well, okay, that's like half my stories though. So um, <laughs> yeah. Oh sorry. Well, I guess we're done here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good night, guys. Um, <laughs> Steve, have you gotten a chance to give us any 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 stories that you found of, of interest or of note that we should be speaking of? Local or, or just anything at all? Anything that grabs your fancy. No pun intended well, with the last the, story. The thing is, is like I'm not happy about this, or it's not that I don't care or anything, but like I mean, I'm scrolling through Reddit, and everything is like. Oh man, Oreo the raccoon that was for the Guardians oh, yeah. of the Galaxy inspiration died, and I'm like. Yeah, that's sad, but uh, do we need 14,000 posts about it? Like, it's a raccoon. I don't know how long raccoons live. I don't I don't know anything about them. But, yeah, it's kind of sad. They're cute. Little trash pandas. <laughs> yeah, I read that, too. I mean, it was, like, it was enough that it was, like, aw, that's sad. But, yeah, like, everybody, everybody's been covering that. Like, do we, do we all yeah, People need... are, like, freaking out about it. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to look that up. What's the life, life expectancy of a... Uh... Of a raccoon. Of raccoon. This is the life expectancy of a raccoon is two to three years in the wild. That that damn raccoon was ten years old. That's like the Betty White of raccoons, dude. Like that. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It's, it was definitely its time. Yeah. yeah, he lived a good life. He got to be a fucking yeah. movie star, man. Like let's. let's right. Let's, yeah. Let's just. Yeah, like... you know how much tail he was getting. <laughs> hey. Jokes for days. Steve will be performing at the Pittsburgh uh, Improv, also known as, also known as the, <laughs> the Chuckle Hut. <laughs> he manages bar at the fruit cellar on the weekends. Oh, thanks. Oh, that's, that's a that's a that's a deep that's a that's a deep dig right there. That's like <laughs> that's a deep cut for you, loyal TGR fans. Yeah, for any of you who've been listening to us for like four or five years now, you're welcome. Um, yeah, I, like it's the. It, while we're talking about the the Guardians of the Galaxy real quick, like, did you see that they're actually trying to... St I, I read an article that was saying, hey, Brian Singer might direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Why has this guy not been run out of Hollywood yet? Like, how or is the he, country. How is he still getting yeah. jobs? How is he still getting work? Like, I, I'm just... I'm shocked by that. But then, like, also I've seen that, like, they've talked to... Um, who were they talking to? Crap, what's the guy's name? Um... 
Why can't I remember? Taika Waititi. They were talking to him as well. Oh, yeah. As far as directing. I'd, I'd be fine with anything that man does. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, he's pretty, yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed his stuff. But apparently, like, DC and Warner Brothers is throwing everything they can at James Gunn right now. They're like, hey, do yeah. you want to direct Suicide Squad 2? Hey, what about Superman? Do you want to direct a Harley Quinn movie? Whatever the fuck you want. We'll, we'll give it to you. Just direct a movie for us. Like, they, they must love them some James Gunn, and they just want a good movie. And, like, they're so desperate for one that they'll take somebody that has a little bit of a checkered past. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and sort of related to that, we actually got some uh, news this week about what the Justice League movies were supposed to be as opposed to what we actually got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, do you remember that scene in I think it's Batman versus Superman where Alfred opens the door and he's like, oh, you're he says something along the lines of like, oh, you finally here or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. That apparently was supposed to be Green Lantern, who shows up at that point. And, and which, uh, which Green Lantern? Uh, d- doesn't say. Yeah, uh, they, they, that was just supposed to be a Green Lantern. A, yeah, one with whoever they cast, whichever one they uh, cast. So they were supposed to. Uh, it was so the Justice League originally was going to be a trilogy, where after they beat Steppenwolf, they were supposed to. There was supposed to be a um, what is it a boom tube that opens up, and they're supposed to have like a face to face with Darkseid to set up the second movie. Then the second movie, the second movie I guess was supposed to be some sort of like DC version of Infinity War, not where like all these characters die, but where like at the end of the movie you're sad because like the Earth is going to shit, and it's supposed to set everything up for the third movie where. They go and fight Darkseid and defeat him and make everything right and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that was the original idea before, you know, everything went to everything went to crap (laughs) because Justice League went poorly. Yeah, it's I just what blows me away, too, is that there are people who are like these apologists for um why can't I think of his name right now? God, I'm blanking on his name. James Gunn? Thank, no, not James Gunn. No, the director of uh, of Justice League. Um, oh, Snyder. Thank you. Yeah, there's these like... Slash Sni- Joss Whedon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Whedon too, yep. There's these apologists for Snyder, for Zack Snyder, who are just like, oh, well, his original version would have been so much better, and like it would have been so great. And it's like, but, but would it have, though? Like, it, it really... <laughs> like, oh, it would have been darker. That's not... No, that's not what no, this needs. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I, oh, man. And, like, Whedon, I feel like Whedon, like, single-handedly made that movie watchable. Like, you can, yeah. you can literally watch the movie and you can tell what part what parts were Whedon and which parts were Snyder. Yep. For sure you can, yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, because there, there's a huge petition going on right now with people trying to get the Snyder cut of the film released for some reason. Yeah, but that's like the same assholes who were like, we're, we're starting a petition to strike Last Jedi from the Star Wars canon. Like, it's not going to fucking happen. Like, right. <laughs> and it's not the same situation either that, like, for example, like with Superman 2, and you have, like, the Donner cut. And it's like, that was an entirely different scenario where it's like, there was a director who had a vision, the studio was like, get out of here, and, and had to reshoot a bunch of stuff. Um and then he's like, this is kind of what I expected it to be. And here's my cut of it. And that's a legitimate, like, alternate version. 
the Snyder cuts just like, dude, nobody wants to see this no. <laughs> except for these people over here. I don't, I don't know why they're wasting their time. They're probably all last name Snyder too. So yeah. <laughs> he's just like petitioning his friends and family to do it. Just come on guys, keep voting. It'll be great. That was my theory on Venom, why it was so popular that Tom Hardy was going around with like his hood up, buying like a shit zillion tickets so that they would make uh, two more. And he was basically <laughs> investing his entire paycheck into buying the merchandise so he could earn two more films. He has, um, like, a, he has like an entire storeroom full of like of Venom action figures and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like unused movie tickets and, and the Blu-rays and stuff and hey, aren't you Tom Hardy? And he's like, just give me the Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm I'm John Barty. It just happens to rhyme. It's a really weird coincidence. Like, swear to God. Oh, man. The, um, Look, if you don't tell anyone, I'll do the Bane voice, okay? Like, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys seen the... Um, the YouTube video of of Bane instead of like making that announcement at Heinz Field, it's him like rapping, like freestyling. What? <laughs> I, no. Oh my god. Wait, what? Yeah, no. Look it up right now, because I'm I'm literally going to cut right now and play it. So, like, hang on. Bane rapping. Batman. <laughs> or Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. It's so freaking funny. Like it's it's freestyle bane. Like just just seriously, like watch it right now. Like Freestyle Bane. Freestyle Bane, yeah. Who is the one man to have defeated me in freestyle? <laughs> Only me. Who's the one man to beat me in freestyle? Only me. Yeah. <laughs> Only you. And then he breaks his neck. Would anyone else care to challenge me? That's what I thought. DJ, drop a beat. Who is the one man to have defeated me in freestyle? Only me. That's right, Gotha. Hold on your feet. Would anyone else care to challenge me? That's what I thought. DJ, drop a beat. <laughs> The best is just like the horrified people in Pittsburgh watching as he's about to rap. <laughs> this is a great edit. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm yes, that's my name. You hear the name Vinegar and she the <laughs> I'm Bane, that's my name. <laughs> this is such a great edit. He's saying survival. They're all horrified. And no one's saying a word. <laughs> They're all just like. <laughs> 
Oh, that's a great. That is a great edit. Oh man! And he drops the mic. <laughs> Did MC Chris uh, write that? <laughs> <laughs> MCP pants. <laughs> MCP pants. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! All right, but yeah, like that's. <laughs> I guess that's how Tom Hardy got everybody to uh, to buy tickets. He's like, "I'll rap again as Bane if you don't do it." <laughs> um. Some of the other things that, like, kind of popped out at me is, like, apparently Disney has no problem with keeping Deadpool rated R, which yep. I think everybody was concerned about. Cool. So, yeah, like, I guess I think that they were, they saw how shitty the, the Blu-ray and DVD sales were for uh, Once Upon a Deadpool, and they were like, yeah, you know what, go ahead and keep the R rating. Like, yeah. Well, I, there's, a, there's also a, uh, another reason behind it, too, which is apparently that Black Widow movie uh, they want to make rated R also. Oh really? Oh. Mm-hmm. I've heard the reasoning behind it is kind of sexist, but I, I don't. I didn't actually look up what it was. What's the reasoning? Uh, let me actually Google. I, I don't know. I've, I've I've only seen it. I didn't actually. That's like that's uh, fine. Because like, I got I got another one. Remember how we were talking about a few weeks ago? We were talking about how Josh Gad of uh, of Frozen fame was was talking about being the penguin um, for the next Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve Carell is in talks right now to be Penguin for the next Batman movie. Ooh, really? Yeah, Ooh. I can see that. I can actually I could, see that. I, I would, I would like that. See, I yeah. just, I wouldn't see him as anything other than Michael Scott, and it would just make me laugh. Like, the, <laughs> I mean, he could do it. He has some range as as an actor, but like, I just, I, I, I don't know. I think Josh Gad is like goofy enough that he can. See, but the, the penguin shouldn't be goofy. I feel like he should be more like he was in the video games when they made him like that, like scary arms dealer with the British accent instead of like this uh, goofy, yeah, yeah. goofy waddling Burgess Meredith ripoff. You know, like <laughs> I'm looking at anything else. Is, is anybody does anybody know anything about this Alita Battle Angel movie that James Cameron is producing? Just that it comes out soon. Other than yeah. that, no. No, I don't know anything about and, it. And, and the, the eyes on that actress are creepy as shit. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah it's it's oh, it's unwatchable in my opinion for that reason alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they they'll st- steal your soul if you look directly into them. I heard. Yeah, I think that this is this is it's almost like we're doing the geek sheets, but we're just doing like the light version of it. We're just like hitting on little things here. <laughs> Did you hear about the uh, Robert Pattinson as a uh, potential Bruce Wayne? I saw that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> in what? See, in the movie? In the next? Yeah. In, in the Batman. In uh, the yeah. Matt Re- the Matt Reeves uh, Batman the Batman. But just Bruce Wayne. He's not playing Batman, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, but you got to remember before before there was um, Twilight. Like he was uh, was it Cedric? Didgery in um, Gobble of Fire, and he wasn't bad. I mean, he he makes he could. I think he has the chops to be a decent action movie. I mean, actor like it's just. I, I feel like people would just laugh him out of the role before he even got in, and they'd be like, "We don't want no Twilight, twinkling vampire being Batman." But I mean, if you think about it, the 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 retort the the one retort to that is Heath Ledger. That's true. We 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 totally mm-hmm. trashed that casting and then the movie came out and for a lot of people he's the best he's the best depiction of joker that we've seen yeah 
Yeah. Totally. So, I mean, I, I think that's reason enough to maybe give it a shot. I mean, yeah. it sounded ridiculous because I hate Twilight. I've never seen those movies. Yeah. And I have no desire to. But I, I, I heard that he apparently, Robert Pattinson actually hated those movies also. Oh, no, he totally like, did. Because in, like, every interview that he did, he, like, ripped on the movie and just like trashed it <laughs> on a regular basis and like him and the writer of the book Stephanie Meyer like they won't even talk to each other like she won't talk to him she was like mortified the movie still made like a billion dollars right but he was just like yeah these are utter dog shit he's like these are horrible why would anybody waste their time with this I'm only doing this because I'm getting paid he was basically like the white British version of Marshawn Lynch like just going up there he's like I'm just here so I don't get fined like it was it was the, it's some of the funniest things like actually I'm gonna see if I can find it like he just he literally and I read it Steve on our way our favorite web- website on Cracked, um, uh, yeah. I mean, other than GGR, of course, because that's our favorite website. Um, but yeah, like it, it's like I mean, smart on him too. So he's like not getting typecast, but still getting that sick Twilight money. Yeah. Yep. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. All the times the Twilight cast has trashed the movie since Breaking Dawn. Yeah. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson almost got fired from Twilight, like because he trashed it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that's so subversive though, because he's like taking like he's making like ridiculous money, and he's like this movie's dog shit, but whatever, I'll still cash the check. Like it's keeping it one hundred. Oh man, <laughs> dude. Um, I'm reading also that they originally had another effect planned for uh, the dusting effect in uh, Avengers: Infinity War. And I'm tra- that? Yeah. Oh, the one where they all pop into confetti. <laughs> this was tragic that all that these people joking. died but god damn this was fun <laughs> I can almost see like like if Peter Griffin was there like you know Spider-Man's like I don't feel so good Mr. Stark poof hooray I mean aw it would have to be an accompanying kazoo sound right <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm reading it right now if you watch the film it's kind of like there's a signature kind of look for all the powers of the stones right as they blah 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 so what were they supposed to do? Um, oh, so it was going to be like a light show. So basically, they they were like gonna like almost like ex- like turn into light and just disappear. Um, almost like almost like what happened to Mister Smith at the end of uh, the Matrix. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna wonder if it was like, um, and I don't know if you guys saw the Super Smash Brothers trailer, but th- that's kind of kind of what happened to the characters which yeah. was they were all running away and then they were just get engulfed by this light and disappear it, it was very it was very much alike um an infinity wars yeah yeah so i mean it's it sounds like they had some different ideas for it for sure but i mean i think the dusting thing was like they nailed it because that was so like there's nothing you could do as you just basically like held your hands out and the person you were holding turned to ash like that was I don't think they could have done that any better than they did. I, yeah, I, I mean, it, it was perfect. Yeah, it, it, it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of Avengers, apparently uh, they're also considering an intermission for um, Endgame because yeah, was, right now I was reading that too. It's like a three hour runtime. Yeah, Dang. which I'm I'm to, I'm totally cool with. I mean, I mean, be, it would be nice for people like me who have a little kid that want to go see the movie, like. But I was also reading that a lot of the test audiences that have been watching the movie like didn't even need to get up to go to the bathroom because they're so like, like transfixed by the movie. They're just like staring there like mouth agape as they watch everything. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a it's a what uh, eleven year payoff. Yeah, 
finally. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably have to pee halfway through, and I'll hold it if I have to. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, use use your empty soda cup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Get extra large. Oh, that that's bush league, dude. You go down to the the freaking dollar store get some adult level granny panty diapers <laughs> and just some just man pens. up i mean like just that, do it like that like that like that fucking crazy astronaut that like went to go kill her her um her boyfriend's wife like she yes. she drove from like pensacola to houston like no stopping and wore adult diapers so she could piss her pants and then kill the person yeah oh my god <laughs> How much do you have that's... to hate a person? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a drive like, damn, all that's the I'm level a drive of dedication there, I expect right? from a moviegoer. <laughs> <laughs> I expect you to be on the same level as a psychotic former astronaut. That's what I expect. <laughs> oh man. Um I think that let's um let's go ahead like I mean, does anybody else, or were there any other stories that you guys saw that you wanted to talk about? Because I got this, uh, the one that we talked about, like, the most, like, metal thing that's ever happened. Like, it sounds like it would be, like, the the, the story of this guy's um, uh, encounter would be, like, recounted by, like, uh, like Children of Bodom or, like, Iron Maiden, like, in, a, in like, an epic song. Um, was there any other stories that you guys had? That's actually my favorite story of the week, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right, so unless there unless there are any objections, I'm going to jump right into that one. Okay. Sorry, what was it again? I, I got some static, so I missed it. Okay. Um, were there any other stories that you had, MC? Oh no, I was, no, I wanted to know what the story that you said was because I couldn't, I didn't hear what it was. Let me read the title from CNN.com, and you guys can look it up yourself. When a mountain lion attacked him. Oh, okay. This story. Oh yeah. yeah. A Colorado um, runner choked it to death. Like, I I do, but I, I I'm not I'm not entirely well read on it, and I feel like it. I I think it's uh, the story I'm thinking of is interesting enough that we would probably have to dedicate some significant time to talking about the details of it. Yeah. So I'm not gonna do it now, but maybe different. Uh, maybe next week we can talk about it because it's 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 kind of crazy. Let's let's talk about this one, and then we and then you can go into yours. But like, so dude was running by himself uh, in this. <clears throat> Uh, it's called the Horseshoe Mountain Open Space. It's near Fort Collins, Colorado, and he heard something behind him. Um, he turned around, and there's an 80-pound mountain lion that jumped on him and attacked him. So he's down on the ground. The lion's biting his face and, like, scratching at him and clawing at him, right? And he managed to break free and killed the lion in self-defense. He literally choked the lion out. Like... With his hands. With his, ba- <laughs> with his bare hands! Yes. It's a, it's a, like, like mountain lion hands, <laughs> right? <laughs> he made the lion. And wasn't choke. he like seventeen years old or something? He made the lion choke himself out, man. Like I'm, <laughs> it doesn't even say how old he is. Like, I read somewhere he was like a seventeen-year-old kid. I'm looking right now that's, to see how old he is, which makes it even more metal. <laughs> This might be evidence that marijuana is a performance-enhancing substance. I mean, it is in Colorado. Yeah. Like, I could just see him going home covered in scratches, and everybody's like, what happened? He's like, so there it was, right? I'm, like, running down the trail, and this, like, mountain lion attacked me, and they're like, bullshit. And then all of a sudden, he's on the news, and he's saying it the exact same way that he told them. So I was, like, running, right? And then, like, out of nowhere, this mountain lion attacked me, and they're like, that actually happened? And he's like, yeah. Well, what happened? Well, I choked the mountain lion out. How'd you do it? <laughs> With my hands. Really? Like, that was it? And he, like, But I, I feel like it would be way more epic. It's almost like that scene in Ace Ventura 
uh, two when he's like fighting the uh, the alligator in the water, where he's like, "Stop hitting yourself! Stop hitting yourself!" Like he's got it in like like a chief strongbow like iron lock. Like he's got him like into like a wrestling move, and he's like making the lion like tap out and stuff like that. Like I just I can't <laughs> see this going any other way than just like in the most epic way possible. No, I definitely pictured like in the story you were telling where he tells his friends and no one believes him. Then he goes on the news. Like when he's on the news, he's wearing like a mountain lion pelt as his like shirt, <laughs> you know? And they're all like, Oh shit. I think that actually did happen. <laughs> he's got like, like, Tommy did not have this pelt earlier today. And he's not the kind of dude who could afford a pelt. You know what I mean? <laughs> he had to have gotten that pelt from the mountain. lion, But like in his mind, like, because of course he was high. So, like, he, he adds details to the story. He's like, so after I killed the mountain lion, right, like, a whole bunch of other mountain lions came around, and they nodded their heads at me in respect, and I was their king. And they're like, really, Tommy? And he's like, yeah, dude, it was trippy. Like, maybe you got a concussion when the thing knocked you over. No, nah, dude, it totally happened. Like, the, I just, I can't picture this any other way than being just, like, this epic event that happened. Like, and then how do you go, like... There needs to be, like, a, like an album cover of this, right? right? Yeah. But then, like, also, too, let's say, yeah. let's say Tommy is, like, let's, because that's his name now. Um, <laughs> let's say that, <laughs> let's say that Tommy, like, was, I don't know, let's say he was an insurance agent, right? And let's say that he went to work after this, right? And they were like, Tommy, you're three hours late. And he's like, I fought a mountain lion. And they're like, we're going to, like, that's not covered under your leave and absence uh, uh, procedure that we have here. Um, how are we supposed to classify this? This is going to be unpaid leave. And he's like, how am I not getting paid? I got attacked by a mountain lion. This wasn't my fault. And like, well, Tommy he has to take FMLA for his, his lion scratches. Exactly. Right. He has to get a doctor to check that out and confirm that they're actually mountain lion scratches. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, so you know, that mountain lion insurance. <laughs> he starts using it when he's talking to customers. He's like, listen, you need to have this coverage because you never know when a mountain lion's going to attack you. And then he pulls the pelt out of his desk and he's like, let me show you. And let me tell you about, about trigger here and my encounter with trigger, the mountain lion when I was trigger. running. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could feasibly make a movie out of this and call it The Revenant 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, this this ties together because I, I had sent Steve a link, and I don't know if you guys have seen the link for this or seen like the trailer for it, but there's this movie that is coming out. It's called yes. The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then The Bigfoot. And what? it stars Sam <laughs> oh. Elliott. And it looks like the craziest shit ever, and I want to see it so bad, but it's in limited release, right? So it came out today, but it's nowhere near DC. Like, the only places that it's playing is, like, let me pull it up and, and, and show you. Like, it's 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 not playing anywhere. Like you Chicago, New York, LA, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, where to watch? Here we go. Um, Boston, Massachusetts, Chicago, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, Detroit, Michigan, Houston, Texas, Los Angeles, Miami, Orlando, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Tampa, San, uh, San Francisco, Phoenix, New York, Santa Ana, California, Kansas City, El Paso, Denver, Columbus, Greenfield, Massachusetts, Amherst, Massachusetts. How the fuck is Amherst, Massachusetts, but not Washington, D.C. <laughs> on this list? How is Pittsburgh not on this list? One of us needs to go see this movie and report back to all of us to tell us how fucking insane this movie is. I'm totally I down. Did say Pittsburgh? <laughs> did I? No. Oh, I did. Yeah. Hey, Steve, you have to go see this. It's playing from the eighth until the thirteenth at the Harris Theater in Pittsburgh. Harris Theater. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna click on the link right now and find out where the Harris Theater is. I am I intrigued. Know the, I know where the Harris Theater is. 
Uh, and listen it's, to this. Um, across the street from my bus stop that I take to get to and from work. Dude, you're kidding me. <laughs> nope. That's perfect. This is like a sign. So these are your show times. Uh, Friday at 8. Well, you're not catching that one. Um, Saturday at 6 p.m., Sunday at 6 p.m., Monday at 8 p.m., Tuesday at 8 p.m., Wednesday at 8 p.m., and Thursday at 8 p.m. I mean, you could make this a Valentine's date with you and Mandy, and you guys could watch... Um, you could watch Sam Elliott go kill Hitler and then also kill the Bigfoot. <laughs> I mean, like... I can't think of anything more romantic outside of, I don't know, like, manually stranging, like, some sort of large jungle cat. <laughs> <laughs> While jogging in a, in a national park. <laughs> like, a, not, a notch below that, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that dude and Sam Elliott should hang out and talk. Like, just cause. Right. Like, what, uh, what have you been up to? Oh, I killed a mountain lion. Well, I killed Hitler and Bigfoot. Yeah, but did you kill a mountain lion, Sam? Did you? Well, no, I didn't. That's my Sam Elliott impersonation. He's earned the right. Yeah. And it was spot on. I thought we actually were surprised and, like, just keeping him in the can the whole time. This whole two hours and plus that we've been talking. He's been sitting here. Just for that one He's been sitting here quietly on the floor of my my, uh, closet slash recording studio eating a a bag, you know, a box of Pringles. Like, it's just. (laughs) You've had him on mute this whole time. Yeah. Just so I could do, just so I could have him say that one line. That was it. Thanks, Sam. Your services are no longer needed. <laughs> you, you'll talk when I say you'll talk, okay? Exactly. Yeah, I had him on retainer this whole time. This is, ex- this is an expensive cameo on a fucking podcast. I'm back in the cupboard with you. <laughs> it's like that R. Kelly song, "Hiding in the Closet." I'm here with Sam, okay. Sam Elliott in the closet. Actually, I don't think we can talk about R. Kelly anymore, can we? Because he's R. Who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what? Who? I was I was surprised by that and, and, and then we'll go and kind of close this up because the allegations against him have been around for a while yep and it, it, it just seemed like it was like the allegations are out there everybody knows that they're out there but everybody just kind of ignores it and then all of a sudden this documentary comes out and everybody's like well we're not ignoring it anymore and like it just he went from it was he, he basically is the African American version of Kevin Spacey like he had a career and now he doesn't well, uh, well, well, it's not, it's not, it's not exactly yeah. true. Cause yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the mute R Kelly movement since the documentary has, uh, I, I forget. I think, I think it was what Philadelphia. I think it was some city that, that banned that Chicago, like, to, uh, Chicago. Okay. That totally banned. It, it may be, in, it, it may, I feel like it was in Pennsylvania too, but, They've uh, they've banned uh, they fully banned R. Kelly from performing in their city, but he he I mean R. Kelly just as recently as a few days ago tweeted that he was going on tour overseas. Yep, and he's gotten uh, he's gotten more Spotify hits than he ever has. Yep. So I mean yeah, Charlotte Charlotte Radio has has they've uh, muted R. Kelly uh, indefinitely. Jesus. There's a, yeah, there's a couple. So he's yeah, not. His others. career's not over. It, it's just like it took a hit. It took a hit, but the, the, the it, despite the documentary, we people are just completely unwilling to let it go. Let right. him go, I should say. 
And it, 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 it comes down to that the classic argument of art versus the artist. And, and, and I, but even though I think in R. Kelly's case, many of his biggest hits like were written about his victims. Like, and, and that's, that's, that's crazy. Like he, he ruined one of my favorite, um, Michael Jackson songs, man in the mirror. Did he? Because, I never even heard that. Yeah. B, R, R. Kelly wrote that song about the fact that he forced, um, uh, one of his teenage victims to like have an abortion. What? That's despicable. Jesus. Like. Wait, are you saying he wrote Man in the Mirror? No, he covered it. I'm sorry. Uh, wait, wait, it might have been. Uh, I'm sorry. It's you Are Not Alone. That's the song oh, you were on. I was about to say. That, yeah, yeah not Man in the Mirror. Sorry. Yeah. Got my songs mixed up. But no, it's, it's you. You Are Not Alone. He he wrote he wrote that about uh one of the one of his teenage victims who he forced to have an abortion or she miscarried something like that it was in it was in the die it was that was in the documentary and that was one of my favorite michael songs before knowing that jesus but it, but i mean That's the documentary terrible. exposed that like a, a a boatload of of the songs that we know and love uh by him were likely written about one of his underage victims and so but but for a lot of people they don't want to get they they're they the, these these songs have sentimental value i mean i i can say with certainty we sang i believe i can fly at my eighth grade graduation i i think that became a staple in a lot of schools Boy. at graduations all across the u.s and so like these songs have a lot of sentimental value and and people are are unwilling to let those let those things go. I mean, there there's a boatload of other reasons too, and I don't want to make this podcast get too deep in, in discussing it. But I mean, <clears throat> but the, people just don't they don't want to let R. Kelly go, and 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 it's it's really I, sad just how it. many people have have enabled have enabled him, both yeah. both celebrities. I mean, Dame Dash said like one one of the one of the, his biggest arguments with Jay Z was about the fact that Jay-Z was making albums with him like after mm. after all of this stuff was known after the stuff with Aaliyah was was public knowledge yeah, and Dame was with Aaliyah at the time yeah. that's yep that's crazy yep. I just that that really begs the question like where where can, can you draw the line I I personally can't like it it's it sickens me and saddens me that like one of my favorite movies of all time which I think is a masterpiece was done by somebody who has mounting evidence against him being a pedophile and sexual abuse abuser, and that's uh, the Usual Suspects. Brian Singer directed that, and I think that movie is is is, is, is a work of art, and I can I can still <laughs> appreciate Kevin in it, and Kevin Spacey's in it. Like I I still I still love that movie, but like I'm just it's I don't know where you draw the line, and like that's that's what's tough with modern age is like. Where do you draw the line? If I found out like that Dave Grohl had a had a checkered past, or not even a checkered past, let's say he did something currently, okay? Because like the dude was in a punk rock band, okay? Like if he did some mm. some some shady stuff, that's one thing. But honestly, knowing him, I don't think that he did. Let's just say 
the current thing that's going on with him right now is a lot of people are really, really worried that after he broke his leg, like, you guys all saw how he broke his leg in Sweden and, like, yeah. had to have, like, pins put it and shit like that, that, like, the yeah. pain the pain from that has caused him to become an alcoholic. And that, oh, like, wow. he's drinking hardcore before shows. And people are yeah. really, really worried about him. And, like, if because of that he, like, beat his wife or beat his kids, like, I would... Something like that, because there's so much going on with it and so much subtext, I wouldn't be like, I'm done with Dave Grohl. I would be like, God, this guy needs help. But, like, I just, I don't know where you draw the line anymore. Like, with Kevin Spacey, I feel like it was so easy to just be like, you know, I'm fucking done with this dude. Because of how odd he handled it and how he was just like, well, it was no big deal. It was a long time ago. And here, I'm going to act like the guy from House of Cards and say something really, really weird. And you're just going to be like, what the fuck, Kevin Spacey? Like, it's... I'm just, uh, that's That disappointed me so much because that's, yeah. that's still one of my favorite Netflix series. And I, I don't know if I can bring myself to watch those early seasons, even though they were so, so damn good. He was really good in that role. And, yeah. like, it, it, it's ruined. It's tainted. Like, that... That video he put out on what was it Christmas yep. or around then it, it, it ruined it. Yeah, I think it was Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I think, I mean, it, it's almost it's, it's hard to separate art from the artist when, when you know that their transgressions are directly influencing the art that they were making. In the case, like in R. Kelly, like there there's a direct link between the shady shit he was doing right. and the music that he was putting out uh, it may not be the case and in, in, it, it may not be the case with with uh movie stars and and directors and so i think with them it's it, it may be a little bit easier to kind of understand separating like like separating it but for musicians mm-hmm. uh, singers poets you know people who who it, 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 who write about their life, and so you know that these things have directly influenced their music. It, it's hard to 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 draw that line there. Yeah, it's. I can't think of somebody that I that I have idolized. Like, I I try to imagine like. See, the thing is, is I feel like all, and, I, and I'm not trying to like sound smug or anything like that, but I feel like all the people that I look up to as is, is like idols or heroes part of it was because of their character like like Cal Ripken Jr I don't feel like there's ever going to be a story at some point where some woman is like Cal Ripken grabbed my ass at a bar in Dundalk and you know said some lewd shit to me and then and then took me into a bathroom like I just don't feel like that is something that would happen but at the same time too who like who's to say that it couldn't because we all thought that about everybody. We thought that about all of these people that we looked up to. And like, yep. I just, you like to think that these people that you, you idolize w- would never do these things. And these people that you look up to as artists or athletes or politicians, that they're above this somehow, but ultimately they're human. And that's the problem with power is a lot of times when you get power, you feel that you're above the law and you can do whatever you want because right. a yep. lot of times you can Yep. I mean, honestly, it's really a, it. All of this is is just a sign of how times are changing. I mean, we have we have more access to celebrities than than we had 10, 15 years ago. You know, it, 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 it's it's a lot. It, I figure it, it's a lot easier in the past because you fans didn't have the access to you know to these celebrities. We we knew who they were by the work they did and the yeah. information they put out there. 
you know now, now yeah. because of because of the the era that we live in it's much easier to get to to hear what you know what so and so was talking about at a private dinner somewhere in london or yeah you know we like we don't have to be there for for us to, to get you know insight into what these guys are doing when they're not just working and so now we're getting now we're learning we're actually learning about the person because i think for for a lot of us we got attached to the work and we because the work was good we 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 assumed that the person was good because we that that's all we could really know of them was what they put out there well, yeah. and now now yeah. we have more information we have social media a lot of these people tell them themselves yeah think of like a perfect example is like my wife and i were talking about this the other day we were like um we'll just like while we're laying in bed watching tv at night we'll we'll talk about like hey if you could hang out with any like act like person like some character that you were watching on TV, like we're watching Friends. I'm like, if you could hang out with any of the people from Friends, who would you hang out with? She's like, obviously Joey Tribbiani. And I'm like, but not Matt LeBlanc. And she's like, no, because he's actually nothing like Joey. And like, he's very like standoffish. He's very like, per like private, like keeps, keeps to himself. And like, these are things that we didn't know because the only thing we knew about quote unquote Matt LeBlanc was that he was Joey Tribbiani and he seemed like a goofy dude who liked pizza and sandwiches. Like, you know, and he's kind of stupid, but he's fun. So like we all projected that as that person's persona. And like you yep. said, now that social media is what it is, where it's not even a thing, it is, it is life for a lot of us. And like, it's not, you know, for better or for worse, like that's how everybody is perceived. And like, what was yep. crazy? Is when I did the David Bowie, uh, stop me if you heard this, he had an interview in 1999 where he basically called all of the stuff that's happening right now. He basically said that like music had lost its place as the flag bearer of a rebellion. This is a direct quote from him. He said, the internet carries the flag of being subversive and possibly rebellious and chaotic and nihilistic. It's become more about the audience, he said. From my standpoint, being an artist, I want to see what the new construction is between artist and audience. There is a breakdown, and it's going to change with the internet. And, like, as he's saying this, right, like, the interviewer from the BBC is, like, laughing him off, basically. He's like, yeah, right, like, the internet's going to be something important. He's like, no, fuck you, seriously, it is. And, like, he started talking about that. He's like, think of the audience at a rave. He's like, when the audience is at its least as, uh, is at least as important as whoever is playing at the rave. He's like, I don't think that we've even seen the tip of the iceberg with this. It's almost as if we're on the cusp of something both exhilarating and terrifying. Like this dude knew in 1999 when you still had to sign on to your phone and make sure that nobody else was going to pick up the phone. Like that this is what it was going to be. Like that's that just blew my mind when I read that. I was like, holy shit, this guy knew what was going to happen. Speaking of David Bowie, I mean, on topic, didn't he have a uh, a situation with an underage girl? Pretty much everybody. Are you talking about Mick Jagger. <laughs> and and that. <laughs> but he was he was the proper age, but. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Let me look, let me look proper under age girl. Age girl. Let's take a look. Yeah. Lori Maddox. It says right here, yeah. David Mike, Bowie was... by googling that, you realize you're on like some sort of list now, right? Yeah, I just probably heard, I heard a really, really loud <laughs> knock at the door. I might have to go get that. Um, yeah, it's a David. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a David Bowie and a 15 year old girl. Like, I'm not saying that it was. I'm not like defending the dude because like, um, it was it was also like this album, Hunky Dory, was was in early 70s. Um. Right. The 70s were a completely different time. And again, not excusing it, it's, it was still wrong. 
Right. But, like, it's... Yeah. Like, he... It, it's like the whole thing with... Um, what's his name? I'm trying to remember the guy's name. The the director um, that was married to Sharon Tate. And then she was killed uh, by the... Uh, Oh, by the Manson wow. girls. Um, um, what's his name? Roman Polanski. Thank you. Yeah, like he was a product of his time too. So it's kind of like, and again, I'm not saying that any of these guys are are innocent by any stretch of the imagination, but like, right. Well, I mean, yeah. I would argue, I would argue that you're not a bad person for liking the work as long as you don't support that person in the shitty things they do. Then it's okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. And like you know, I said, and like I said, in, in the case of directors and, and actors and when I think in the, in a lot of their cases, uh, you can you can set you can separate the, the the awful things they did because you can acknowledge, hey, the, the character they portrayed was dope, even though I mean, it, it, even though, again, you you know, you're not trying to rationalize the fact that they did the shitty things that they do that they did. You know, it's it's like I can like I can say that Kevin Spacey was was fantastic as as Frank Underwood in those first couple seasons of House of Cards, while totally not giving him a pass for all right. the shit he did for all the shit he 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 did. I think that's that's an example of separate of me separating him from his character and acknowledging it because his transgressions as him as himself were not who he was portraying as this particular character. Oh, well, that, that's actually not the best example when I think <laughs> of it. But, uh, I mean, you can think of any of his other roles, and, I mean, the, I think the point stands. It, it's a bit easier in that case than than it is with, like, a musician who would write a song about sleeping with, with an underage, someone who's underage, or... Right. Yeah, that you know, would it, ruin it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, KRS One, KRS One did it. That uh, you, uh, don't, I don't, I don't remember the song. Back on the BDP album, I think I know. I think, I yeah. think I know what you're talking about one yeah. about the one about meeting the 14 year olds and lying yes. about her age and is there yeah, yeah like that is there like a statute of limitations with this though? I mean, like, are we saying that like because it's I feel like in the 70s, yes, he was with a 15 year old girl and that's not cool, but like, are, are do we excuse any of this, Steve? Like, what's what's your take on this? Well, we've been talking a lot about like what the fine line between, um, you know, the art and the artist is, and what's okay. That's the the other fine line that we have a hard time with. Just, I mean, societally, is the fine line between um, inexcusable and then also offering a second chance. You know, so like yeah. some of the stuff right. that some of these people are convicted of, it's like universally accepted. Like, oh, so you're done. Goodbye forever. Um, and then there's some stuff where you're like, it's not really a big deal and people are blowing this out of proportion. And then there's stuff that's kind of like right down the middle and you're like, man, that wasn't good. But it's like, I, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's another hard line sometimes for us to all kind of figure out because we want to we all love the underdog in America. You know what I mean? That, that's one thing that I think is pretty universal is that we enjoy watching someone go from the lowest point and then overcome a huge adversity mm -hmm. and sometimes that adversity you know some movies we watch they're at the top they fall and then they have to pick themselves back up so i think there's a lot of that too where you see these people are like how are they still getting work like how are we still dealing with these people shouldn't they be gone forever well 
they're kind of an underdog now. They're at the low point. This is the middle part of the movie, one hour in. Hour one to two, that's when they climb back up and have the big triumphant moment at the end, and that's the part we want to watch now. Um, but then, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that always justifies it, but I think that's another reason why people stick around a lot longer than we expect them to. Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can definitely agree with that. Because I, I mean, I, I know where a lot of us may stand on stuff, but I think, I think a lot of people just in this country in general are more apt to give people second chances. I mean, they they call it the the land of second opportunities, you know. So I, I think you know, whereas some people may not be willing, like like Steve was alluding to, like this, some people look at this stuff as oh, it's just a low point. I want to see how they bounce back from this. Yeah, yeah. I... They made a mistake. It was a one-time thing. They'll never do it again. And it's like, right. question is like, how much do you trust someone? How much do you believe someone? How much um, leash do you give them? Right. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm definitely with you on that too. And I'm just like, I'm reading through this story now. Like, Seagats, thanks for bringing this to my attention, dude. I had never known about this. But like, apparently, yeah. this girl's name is Lori Maddox. She was like an infamous rock groupie like all through the 70s like it, her basically like her her list of of trysts and flings is like the it, it's like that time life album that they used to sell on infomercials of like the best of the 70s it's like jesus it's like jimmy it's like jimmy page and david bowie and aerosmith and steven tyler and iggy pop and mick jagger paul mccartney john lennon like, oh my god pedo beard comes back literally yeah right right yeah dude like it's yeah. and i and i think that like there are no heroes man yeah ah oh, that sucks like but that's the thing though too is like i i wonder i feel like with the r kelly stuff like that we just know so much more and like he knew exactly what he was doing like i wasn't right. around in the 70s i don't know but from the stories that we see in the movies that they they, they paint the picture that it was this this time of everybody was with everybody doing everything and no questions were asked. So I don't think David Bowie was probably asking her for her ID. Like he probably yeah. just assumed she's there at the club hitting on me. So therefore she must be of a, of a legal age. Otherwise, why would she be here? You know, like, I, also, I think back then though, like people cared less about that. Yeah. Believe it or not. You know, like I think that they would knowingly have relations with these young girls, know their age and not care. I mean, I think it was a bit more accepted back then too. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I think it was, it was a bit more, it was a bit more normal. And and part of that may have just been us not knowing uh, at the time, as much as we know now about uh, Mm -hmm. development and and where your mind sit why your where your mind is at 14 15 yeah, as right. opposed to you know in your 20s and 30s well, so i mean we we have more information now and like like with anything once yeah. we got more information things that were once normal are now not cool anymore right yeah i mean, I mean and yeah. think about like think about this right i want all of you guys to just picture for a second cuz we're all over 30 so we all were in elementary school or middle school in the late 80s to 90s like we're all in that age range where we can think of one particular kid that went to school with us that just wasn't quite right and i'm not like making fun of him or or her i'm not making fun of them at all but think about that kid for just a second and everybody called him a weirdo a spaz you know like whatever it is that you called him a freak but like 
that kid probably had autism and we had no idea what it was. Right. Yep. Yeah. But now we know. You know, like it's it, it's that same kind of thing. Now we understand these things a little bit better. So I think the only thing we can do is is move forward with drawing that line in the sand. Now that we know what we know, this is not acceptable anymore. And right. that's all we can do, you know? Yep. And, and and honestly, Mike, I we I can tie this to something we spoke about. We spoke about I think last week, which yeah. was that abducted in plain sight documentary, oh, dude. And and, oh, and and the fact that so many of us watched it and were just like, how the hell did this happen? Because in the seventies, people were trusting. They lived in neighborhoods yeah. and left their doors unlocked. That's what they did. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's exactly that. It was a different. It was a different time. People were trusting stuff. Stuff like. All of that wasn't abnormal. It wasn't seen as weird or or whatever or, or anything like that. So the fact that, that that happened, as disgusting and disturbing as it is, we're applying our modern day sensibilities to it, not understanding at that at that time it it yeah. probably it, it wasn't really weird for stuff like that to be the case. Well, I would question I would question and then why why would the father give dude a handy? Because that wasn't normal <laughs> for back then. <laughs> Well, uh, dude was charming. That's all I gotta say. He was really, really charming. Clearly, <laughs> Steve, have you, wa- have you watched this yet, Steve? No. You, you sorry. Need, you need to watch spoilers. Um, you you need to watch this documentary. I know I texted you about it, but like seriously, at some point, take like an hour and a you half. You said it was on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's called it is Abducted in Plain insane. Sight. It is absolutely bonkers. Like, um, imagine Evil Genius only crazier. <laughs> I can't, cause that one was freaking weird. Yeah, it was. Oh my god! I watched the guy blow it, up on that. It's crazy, cause it's yeah, only ninety minutes. It's only ninety minutes, yeah. and shit is crazy. Like fifteen to twenty minutes in, yeah, and you don't think it can get worse, and it keeps getting and yet, worse. It somehow it it finds a way to add a layer. It's ninety. And be it's worse. ninety minutes, but it feels like nine hours of information. It does because like yeah. it's so like it's so densely packed. It's like. It's like the fruitcake of Netflix documentaries about, like, crazy shit. Like, it's so dense and thick. Like, it, it might as well be a brick of information. It's, it's, it's just absolutely nuts. I didn't even realize it was it's 90 not minutes until you just said it. <laughs> well, you can't... It's not going to be as good as Evil Genius because as soon as I watched that, I recognized in the first five minutes the police officer was giving his interview in an Eaton Park parking lot. <laughs> That's not going to be the case with this one. No, no, it's not. Because there's no Eaton Parks in Utah. So, <laughs> Oh, man. I think on that note, guys, this this was... I this I didn't think this would go in the direction that it did, but I think we had, had, a, had a fucking wonderful conversation about some shit that's going on in our world that, like... This is, this is why we call it the diner. Because... This is what diner conversations are like. Sometimes it's it's light and airy, and you're like, hey, who's your favorite action figure as a kid? And other times we talk about, like, the crazy shit that's going on in our world as the whole of society starts to change and kind of wake up to things that we've been ignoring for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm definitely glad that we had this conversation tonight, guys. Again, uh, our guests tonight have been, uh, as always, uh, co-host of GGR Pirate Radio. His name is uh, Steve Monick. 
Uh, we've also had uh, MC Brooks, who is the host of The Overflow. You can catch out uh, catch all of his uh, musical work um, on his Bandcamp site, which you just search MC Brooks. Uh, latest album, Dark Dawn, is available. Go on there, buy it, uh, help this dude out. Same thing with our uh, our illustrious guest, uh, Mr. C. Gatz. His stuff can be found on Bandcamp as well. If you're looking for his stuff on iTunes, on um, wherever music is, Spotify, it would be under Gatzilla. So like Godzilla, but with an A-T instead of the O-D. So pretty easy to figure out there. Um, guys, any parting remarks before we go ahead and wrap this up? Uh, nope, that's it for me. Just be excellent to each other. I like that. Trim that Trim that pedo beard. <laughs> We're starting don't that. be a juice bag don't be a juice bag yeah, I, love it. I love it I love it that's that's the GGR motto guys again thank you so much for listening I, I can't state that enough I, I really can't thank all of you so much for listening to all of our podcast shenanigans that we do uh, thank you for, for following us for subscribing um, and for all of us here at GGR my name is Mike Lunsford and don't be a juice bag Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website greatgeekrefuge.com for more podcasts and our awesome articles. This has been Pirate Radio Network production juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>